Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1931. What's the best way to time your eating around workouts? And why you fell off your fitness and how to fix it. Both by Mark Fisher of markfisherfitness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil Malik, reading you some of the most popular health and fitness blogs out there, with permission from the websites, of course, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now, today's articles, both of them, are actually a perfect complement to what we were talking about on yesterday's show. That was episode 1930. Yesterday in my commentary, I talked about hydration before, during, and after the workout. Now today, we're gonna talk about actual food before and after our workouts. So with that, let's get right to both of our posts as we optimize your life. What's the best way to time your eating around workouts? By Mark Fisher of markfisherfitness.com. Have you ever heard fitness advice in regards to when you eat? Perhaps you've been told you need a protein shake directly after your workout to prevent your muscles from disintegrating, or maybe you've been told that eating after a certain time of night will lead to fat gain, or that you should avoid carbs after 12 p.m. You may be asking yourself if, or when, this kind of precise timing is actually relevant for your fitness goals. Here's the scoop of whey protein. Food timing, or nutrient timing, refers to planning when and what you'll eat for optimal performance or physique results. As mentioned, the most common considerations are before and after your workout and proximity to sleep. Here's the main takeaway. As long as you're eating the right amount of calories and protein for your goals, specific timing protocols are of minimal importance. Or, as stated as the inversion, if you're not hitting your daily goals, the nutrient timing thing is really meaningless. That said, here are some principles to keep in mind. Pre-workout. More often than not, you'll want some fuel in your system before you train. This will provide sufficient energy to have a great workout. A piece of fruit with a protein shake works nicely here, though if you're looking to add muscle, you'll want a more substantial serving. The real determining factor here is avoiding nausea. 
One timing consideration that will matter, fasted training will usually lead to less than ideal results if you're doing higher volume training or intense workouts. You can get away with fasted workouts if they're shorter in length or lower in intensity and volume. But as a rule, you're best off to have some energy, think food, in your system for more vigorous sessions. If you're not fueled, you can't train hard enough to impact your metabolism, your muscle growth, or your performance goals. So make sure you're fueled so you don't get bonked and have a subpar training session. Post-workout. During the 60 to 90 minute window after a training session, your body is looking to replenish post-workout. This makes it a great time to have your biggest meal of the day. Including a moderate serving of carbs is a great choice for your post-workout meal. But let me again reiterate, if you're eating regularly and have food in your system, this isn't a mission-critical situation. And late-night eating. Many people think eating late in the day leads to extra fat gain. Sometimes you'll be advised to specifically avoid carbs later in the day as you'll be burning less calories and will be going to bed soon. This is often attributed to a spike in insulin. This is not accurate and does not reflect how the body works. While this can be a valid strategy to support an overall reduction in calories, the specific timing won't play a meaningful role. If you're eating the right amount for your goals, you have a lot of leeway to set up your daily eating schedule based on your personal preference of timing and meal frequency. In fact, many people find they sleep best by having a moderate-sized portion of carbs in their last meal of the day a few hours before bed. Once again, the most important metric is total daily caloric intake. Although the mentioned considerations for fueling your workouts can have some impact, overall, the precise timing can be played with. And as always, the only strategies that are worth pursuing are the ones you can realistically execute within the confines of your lifestyle and preferences. Why You Fell Off Your Fitness and How to Fix It by Mark Fisher of markfisherfitness.com. Most humans fall off the fitness wagon at some point. Sometimes we fall off intermittently, but mostly stay on course. Other times, we try to start a new routine, but fail to launch. The latter situation can feel pretty discouraging. It can even lead to giving up or concluding, we're just not fitness people. Gentle listener, take heart. Here are some common reasons you tried to get fit but didn't succeed, and they are all solvable issues. One, you chose an exercise modality you didn't like or can't tolerate. Done is better than perfect. Too often, would-be fitness heroes focus on what's optimal over what's sustainable. Sure, some types of exercise are better for a given goal, and some forms of exercise will give you more total bang for your health and fitness buck. But if you find yourself bored or dreading your choice, it's time to try something else. Pro tip, your preferred modality usually changes over time. When you get bored, even if you used to love it, spice up your life and try something else. Two, you chose something that wasn't logistically sustainable. This next point sounds obvious, but it's another reason people don't succeed in adopting a consistent practice. Your chosen modality needs to work for your life and that has three logistical components. Your budget, a reasonable commute, and accessibility for your schedule. For instance, most of my closest friends live in Brooklyn. Would I love to have them at Mark Fisher Fitness? Absolutely. But if I know the commute to Midtown Manhattan's west side 
won't work for them, I'll arrange for solutions in their neighborhood. Admittedly, sometimes solve number one, do stuff you actually like, takes precedent. Those who commute 45 minutes to Mark Fisher Fitness have a special place in my heart. Pro tip, look for something that's super affordable, doesn't require commuting, has lots of class times, and perhaps an on-demand library. Three, your plan didn't factor in the inevitable personal and professional disruptions. Brains are funny. They always assume things are going to go well. In fact, this is a known cognitive bias, the planning fallacy. We tend to assume everything will go smoothly, so we fail to plan for the slings and arrows of life. Planning fallacy actually has its advantages. If most humans really grasped how hard it is to do stuff, we wouldn't start businesses, have babies, or renovate our kitchen. Having said that, we need to build in allowances for disruptions to our plan. When you're designing your week of fitness, consider what will get in the way. Don't be too optimistic about how perfectly your week will go. Create backup plans for both training and nutrition so you can stay on track when life happens. And consider training, shopping, and cooking first thing if that makes it more likely to get done. And four, you tried to go it alone. None of us are an island. If there's one thing we've seen in behavior change research, it's this. Social context matters. Some individuals have freakish willpower. They can grit their teeth and leverage discipline to adopt new fitness habits, and this is impressive. But most of us are mere mortals, and that means we succeed with the help of a supportive community. This can look like a lot of things. It can be an informal pact with close friends. It can be joining a community-oriented training space. It can be joining a fitness-oriented community. Most powerfully, it can come in the form of a coach who offers guidance, support, and accountability. Whatever your choice of modality, fitness is best pursued with the support of other humans. You just listened to the posts titled, What's the best way to time your eating around workouts? And why you fell off your fitness and how to fix it. Both by Mark Fisher of markfisherfitness.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. In Mark's first post, he mentioned something that reminded me of my workout the other day. Usually, I have a very specific pre-workout fueling regimen. About an hour before my workout, I have a banana and a cup of plain coffee. Then I'll have some sips of water here and there. Since I have a particularly sensitive stomach, or so it seems, I tend to feel nauseated when I push myself too hard during my workouts, which happens quite often. So I found this is the perfect pre-workout snack for me. But the other day, I was super busy and could only fit in some sips of water, not my usual banana and cup of coffee. In fact, I hadn't eaten anything since breakfast, and it was now 3 p.m. But I wanted to squeeze in a workout because I was feeling restless from sitting at my desk all day. My stomach was grumbling because I was so hungry, but I started my high-intensity interval training workout. Halfway through, just as Mark predicted, I was miserable. My performance was pretty awful. Now, overall, I was happy that I was able to squeeze in that workout, but it definitely won't go down in history as one of my better performances. If I was going for, let's say, a casual jog around the neighborhood instead of a high-intensity interval training session, I probably wouldn't have suffered as much. The combination of an empty stomach and the high-intensity workout is probably what got to me. So, take it from me, take it from Mark, a little bit of fuel at least, before a particularly grueling workout, is probably going to help you. All right, that'll do it from me for today. I'll be back here tomorrow for the usual Friday Q&A, which is one of my favorite parts of doing this show. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.